in a world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man, okay, two men, are standing by with the best advice on Earth. Ow. Well, most of the time. Welcome to the all-around home improvement hour. Now here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the Polish Powerhouse. Here we are. We're back. Um, this is the all-around home improvement hour. Uh, Charles and the Polish powerhouse Nick are bow hunting this weekend, so they've got uh, they've got us in here. My name is Mike Hillborn. My company is Roof to Deck. We've got Ruben Salzman of Structure Tech Home Inspections and Jeff Mankey of Gutter Helmet. Hey guys, morning. How you doing today, Mike? How is every little thing? Glad to be here. Boy, did it just become winter yesterday, or what? It was amazing. It was it was beautiful. My my kids were going to school in shorts earlier this week, and all of a sudden, boom, it's winter. It was so windy and so cold, and then that snow blowing around. Yeah. It was just, it is, it is just, you know, it's a light switch coming on. That's October for you. I hope Nick and Charles are having a good time in this. Yeah, no, so yeah, I mean, does this help? I mean, I'm not much of a hunter, so I don't really know. I know that certain temperatures, the deer move or don't move. I guess if it's warm, maybe they still stay still, or is it the opposite? You guys Boy, I have no idea. I am not a hunter, so I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough on hunting. I would think they're more active, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. right, because you'd think they'd want to walk around, right, when it's cold to kind of stay yeah. warm? Oh, okay, we'll, we'll go with that. Well, <laughs> anyway, hopefully uh, Charles and, and uh, Nick are having a great time. Um, so anyway, well, let's just jump right into it. Let's let's talk about gutter helmet. Yeah, it's uh, that time of the year, people, you know, the leaves are starting to fall off the trees, and... Um, you know, big thing with our product, the reason people call us out is typically a safety risk or they're just trying to protect their home for water damage. So, so like right now, yeah, the, the leaves are falling. In my company, actually, we do gutter, um, we clean gutters. Okay. So um, this is when we're kind of busy and then, it, you know, it wraps up in a couple of weeks. Once the gutters are frozen, there's not a lot you can do. And then that's when it becomes a serious problem for the homeowner. When those gutters freeze up with a bunch of leaves in there, then they don't drain right and they do a lot of damage, right, Jeff? Yeah, especially if, you know, say we get a you know, light thaw here now with this moisture that's come down, there's probably, there. I know there's some ice in the gutters now, but especially when spring comes, if they're all packed up and then all that spring thaw comes, there's no way to clean out the leaves because everything's frozen up in there. So all that water just flowing over the front of the gutter and tends to lead to problems with the structure or the foundation or potentially water in the basement. Well, and Ruben, you must see that a lot. You you do home inspections, yeah, we and see you see the of result of bad gutters or gutters that aren't working properly. Or I I always preach that having bad gutters and short downspot extensions is worse than having no gutters at all. Exactly. I mean, if you're not going to maintain them, you're going to have a lot of water collected in small areas. It's going to be concentrated next to your house. That's really bad news. Yeah, you so, see those yeah, houses critical. you're driving through the neighborhood, and there's like trees growing on them. It's oh, like yeah, they got right. a little forest on their roof. It's oh, like a garden. <laughs> I've got so many photos I could show you. We, yeah. we had one, and we, we've got a Facebook page, and you know we've got a bunch of inspectors in our team, and we love taking photos and sharing them, and we, we do a photo of the day every day. And one of the more recent ones, we called it a fairy garden gutter. It was, it was moss that covered the whole top of this oh, inferior uh, yeah. gutter guard system. It's those cheap little plastic things that you yeah. buy at the store, yep. totally covered over in moss, and it, it looked like somebody had tried to do it. Oh God! But, and then there was a little tree growing out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ruben, what kind of damage do you see in houses that where the water gets in like that? 
I mean, so what does it actually do to the house? A number one is basement water intrusion, especially for homes that have finished basements. That's where it can really cause damage. Now, if your basement's totally unfinished and you have water leaking in through the foundation wall in the summer, probably not any big deal. But then come wintertime, when you have soils that get saturated right next to your foundation, mm-hmm. once it freezes, it's going to expand. You've got that pressure building up against your foundation wall, and it, it can be enough to crack your foundation. It can leave big, long, horizontal cracks. That's really bad news. I mean, that's that's destroying the foundation of your home. And, of course, finished yeah. basements, water intrusion, mm-hmm. that's bad news. I mean, there's not much that freaks homeowners out more than having water in their basement. Do you yeah. see bowing walls a lot, too, and cracks in the cinder block and that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All caused and, by hydrostatic pressure. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's why extra water water management is so critical. And, I mean, when we're going out to look at a house, one of the first things we do is we pull it up on our computer at home. So, all right, what are we dealing with? What size ladder we need do we need to bring to get on the roof? But also we think... Yeah. Where does all the water go? Where does all the water from the roof go? Where does it get concentrated? If you drive around any neighborhood of houses where they've been built in the last, I don't know, 20 years or so, and you look at the roof and you think about where does all the water come down, you'll see the new trend is to dump it all right on top of the front door. Hmm. (laughs) That's just the way houses are designed. And I I don't understand why it's so universal, but this is the way we build them now. Yeah, there isn't a lot of forward thinking when they build houses and all. They just want to make the roof lines look pretty and cute and, you know, all these. And then you'll get, like, the weird two uh, gable roofs that come together at a point on the corner off the garage. I I call that gable-itis. Yeah, you can't put a a gutter there. So all that water just pours on their sidewalk and goes right, you know, the foundation. You know, and what I find, Mm -hmm. okay, so one of the things, okay, I always tell people my company's a calendar-driven company. So April through October, we power wash and stain wood decks. Right now, through about the first couple of days in December, we design and install Christmas lighting. And then after that, about mid-December through about the middle of March, we remove ice dams um, via steaming. Mm -hmm. And what you just described, where you get some of those points where you can't ventilate it properly, you can't protect it, and that's where it builds ice. Um, And then that creates, again, where we're kind of going with all this, is all this water that comes inside Mm -hmm. homes one way or another. Um, So, Jeff, when people call you to do gutters, what... Because the whole water intrusion thing's a big deal. You guys must diagnose that sort of thing, right? How you're going to help them keep the water away from going inside their home and, and things like that. Correct. You know, we're going to go, we're going to do a free inspection. We're going to do a walk around with the homeowner. Number one, sometime we're installing our product. Gutter helmet will retrofit over existing gutters, or I'm doing a whole new gutter system or replacing their gutters. Once we walk around the house, make that determination what their issues and problems are, then we'll determine. We always want to make sure we get the water, you know, that we talked about the downspout extensions. You want to have at least usually three to four feet to get it beyond far enough away from the house because when they build the house and they backfill everything, you get that soil right around the perimeter of the house. It's always going to be more susceptible to water because it hasn't been there for hundreds of years. So that water flows back there. Yeah, you want to get it beyond that. And typically we want to make sure we're bringing it to a spot where the grade is good. Or, you know, maybe so where it's going to flow out the front and, you know, towards the road or whatever. We don't want it going back towards the home. And sometimes the air, people have low areas where we want to make sure we keep it away from there. So do you ever recommend to get, like, ideas like that of, okay, you need to build this up? Or do you have a contractor that you say, you know, this person can help you, like, build it up or add 
you know, like because it was get dirt around the foundation, right? Correct. Get it higher. Yeah, and that will help to some degree, but if it still saturates, it becomes an issue. You know, our whole goal is get the extensions to the point where we get the water out beyond that, so it's not necessary. No, I got a quick question for you, Jeff. Yeah. What do you do in the situations where just the way the gutters are designed, the only place you can have a downspout is going to be inside of a walkway do you guys ever do anything crazy where you you tunnel underneath walkways or you break up concrete and you have sub slab drains that terminate a daylight down further in the front yard yeah we'll put it in like an intake box we actually did this okay. at the Pol- polish powerhouses place really oh yeah okay. yep he has That's the same fantastic. situation he had a, a, a run coming along his driveway and then they did the landscaping uh-huh. but he had a sidewalk to it wrapped around from the front walkway onto his driveway so we put in an intake boss box like a catch basin and then we uh, just trenched out, you know, by hand, dug a trench and brought it out like 10 feet out into his front yard and put it into a, a bubbler pot where the water just comes out there when it rains. Oh, Smart. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Hey, you guys, we have a caller. I'm going to try to push the button here. All okay. right. Good luck. Christopher, are you there? I'm here. How hey, look you? at that. All right, Christopher, what's your question? Well, no, it's, it's not necessarily a question. I mean, I think, you know, we're talking about self-improvement and, you know, looking around in today's the way the economy is going and people need to find a way to really kind of look around and be able to figure out how they can improve themselves, their homes without spending money. So I, you know, I invite the world to go to the book of death.net. My oh. name is Christopher Kane. My uh. wife. <laughs> what? Okay. Don't what Ruben, you look like, you know what that was. What was that? I have no idea what that was. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, here, that's what happens when you get uh, inexperienced, I guess. All right. <laughs> Not sure what that was. All right. Um, let's go back to the book of gutters, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> so, Jeff, how late, I mean, how do you install gutters year-round? Uh, pretty much, you know, last year we went till Christmas. It all depends on the weather. Once the conditions get too icy around the house or if there's a lot of snow on the roof it's really hard to install the gutter helmet plus there's always that safety issue having guys on ladders you know things are freezing and you know we don't want anybody getting hurt but we pretty much wind down you know in that december time frame and then we'll start back up in march okay well that sounds sounds like a nice time to take a break exactly all right cool any other thoughts you wanted to add to no, I just, like, now is the time of year if, you know, make sure your gutters are cleaned out and, you know, either have somebody clean them or if you're looking to get them covered, now is the perfect time to do it, you know, to get it done before uh, the things really freeze up out there. Awesome. And, and Jeff, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, best way is probably just go to our website, which is gutterhelmetmn.com. That's gutterhelmetmn.com. Is there a phone number, too? Or? Yep, 763 763- Two seven one three three six six. They can call any time, and we'll uh, set them up for a free inspection. Okay, and if, if any listeners out there that want to uh, call in and, and ask about gutters, now's a great time to do it. Uh, Ruben, Ruben, you're from Structure Tech Home Improvements. Um, tell us about that. Inspections, excuse me. Yeah, we're the uh, we're the largest, most highly rated home inspection company in Minnesota. I've got a blog that we do on our website. And uh, it's a new blog post every Tuesday morning. I've been doing a blog religiously for... Going on 10 years now. We're, I'm really come, coming close to that 10-year anniversary. And uh, that's that's been making all the difference. It's all about educating homeowners about their houses. It's a new topic every week. The last few that we've been doing are on uh, fall maintenance. Okay. That, that That's kind of the big one that I've been sharing with everybody because this is that time of year where it's time to start shutting down your house. And uh, I've, I've got a ton of stuff to go over. Uh, I brought a good list of stuff for homeowners to go over today, but um, 
I don't want to get too far into this before we got to take a break, right? You know, I've lost track. What time are we taking the break? Okay, all right. Well, okay, well, now's a good time. All right, so we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to the Home Improvement Hour. Um, We'll be right back. Uh, Stay tuned. You hear me okay, guys? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, good. Um, you're listening to the Home Improvement Hour. Um, Nick and the Polish Powerhouse are deer hunting this weekend. So you've got uh, myself, Mike Hilborn with Roof to Deck, Ruben Saltzman of Structure Tech Home Inspections, and Jeff Menke of Gutter Helmet. Uh, Ruben, when we went to the break, we were just going to start jumping in on home improvement, uh, or home inspections, excuse me. You want to pick it up? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I should just give a little plug for the uh, the regular hosts of this show. They'd, they'd love to uh, know that we're still thinking about them. We're still thinking about uh, the Polish powerhouse and Charles Thayer. And uh, their company is all around home improvement. They, they, they are our exterior construction experts, and they've got a fantastic Facebook page. You can find that if you search search on Facebook for all around. And they also have a website, allaround.com. So uh, getting back to home improvements and fall maintenance, it's, it's that time of year to start shutting down your house. There's a bunch of stuff you ought to be doing this time of year, right when it starts getting really cold. And A1 is taking care of your water. You've got outside faucets. It's important to remember to drain the water out of those. If you don't, you can get a big icy mess. And uh, oh, by the way, if you ever want to follow along with any of this, you can go to my website, structuretech1.com. There's a blog right on the homepage. And I've got pictures, and I've got a big checklist of all this stuff right on the blog. So you can, you can follow along if you like. But uh, it's, it's important to winterize all your faucets, disconnect any outside hoses. If you've got a pond pump in the yard, bring that inside. It's, you're going to wreck it if you leave it in your garage. If you've got a sprinkler system, hopefully you already know. You've got to get that blown out every year. That's important. And then you've got to maintain your air. You're going to have combustion air in, intakes on the outside of your home. If you don't know where yours is... Well, talk to a heating professional or a home inspector to figure out where it is. You have something that's bringing air into your house. You're going to have a screen over that, and they get dirty. You need to clean it probably annually or so. Uh, If you've got an air exchanger... Where would you normally find that? You're going to find it... Well, if you know where the rim space is at your house, it's going to be the space right in between the first floor and the basement. It's going to be about at that level, and it can be anywhere on the outside of the house. Front, sides, back... Tough to know, but it's going to be a register. It's going to be like a six-inch register. It's a hood that, that aims down. And if you look up inside there, there's going to be a screen. Uh, but it, as for which side of the house, Is it something you can know. normally reach from just standing, or do you need it? Usually. Usually, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. depending on home construction, sometimes you got to get on a ladder to get up at it. Sometimes you get got to get down on your hands and knees, and they'll be right near the floor or right near the ground. Uh, technically, they're supposed to be a foot above the ground, but... You can find them all over the I place. I have never heard of that before. That's good information. Yeah, yeah. I've got a picture of one and on our uh, on our blog to give you an idea what it looks like. And what was it? How do you find that again? The blog? Uh, StructureTech1.com. Or it, it just type in StructureTech in Google. You'll find it. And uh, we've got a link right on the homepage that says blog. And if if you click there, you'll see the most recent blog topics. And one from October 17th is the Fall Maintenance Checklist for Minnesota Homeowners. If you happen to follow my column in the Star Trib or, or blog in the Star Tribune, um, I, the same information is posted there. I just posted that on the Star Tribune on Tuesday. It's the exact same checklist. So if you saw it there, 
It's the same thing I got on my website. Where would you find it at the Star Tribune? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> so do you, you write an article for this? Does it show up in the paper or is it online? It's only online. Okay, yep, cool. Yep, every Tuesday. I, I post it there a week after I do it on my website because I like to get that Google juice for myself. Right. But then, uh, yeah, we put it up there a week later. Nice. Okay, yep. all right. So if, if you saw it, if you happen to see it there, that's what I'm covering. You're not going to see any new information on my website. Uh, but for air, you need to clean that combustion air intake. If you have an air exchanger, it's one of these big boxes that sit down mm-hmm. in your furnace room, bringing fresh air in and exhausting stale air out, those things need regular maintenance. You're supposed to be opening that thing up, cleaning the filters, pulling out the core, doing all that on a regular basis. Filters are supposed to be cleaned every three months. I just cleaned mine uh, about a week ago. You're the man. And it was it was dirty. That that <laughs> puts you in the one percentile. Yeah. yeah. Who does? Who really? I forget does about that? it. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. nobody. Yeah, well, Jeff does. Yeah, I'm one of probably a few. I and I, I forget about it, and then I'm like, oh, jeez, I was down in the basement. I'm like, oh, I got to clean that out, and it was filthy. You know, that should be a service. That should be something that you could sign up, and you have somebody mm-hmm. come to your house. And do you know, it's it's funny. My company just recently, just based on your comment, uh, my company just started offering maintenance inspections for past clients of ours, where if we've already done an, an inspection for you, we'll come in and do a fall maintenance checkup where we check all this stuff for you. And if it's real easy stuff, like changing your furnace filter, things like that, we'll just do it. If it's if it's more involved, we say, hey, look, you need to remember to do this. You haven't done it. And, you know, we, we charge accordingly. It's not a whole lot of money to get those maintenance checkups done. And kind of what, happen if, what happens if people don't do this kind of stuff is just everything has to work harder, probably burn out quicker, and it's going to cost more money to operate it, correct? That's exactly right. It's, yeah. it's maintain it so you don't ruin yeah. it. It's just like changing the oil in your car. Yeah. Everybody gets that. If, if you just decide you're not going to do it, mm-hmm. you're going to ruin your car. You don't change your furnace filter. You're going to have a lot less airflow going through. You don't have heat being dissipated from your furnace. It overheats. And you end up with premature failure, yeah. or it, or it stops working on the coldest day of the year. Right. Yeah. So an hour of work can save you thousands, thousands of dollars at potential. That, that's the goal. Repairs down yeah. the road. Yeah. You know, because for my company, we have a company that comes in every three months and changes out the filters. It's an automatic. Mm-hmm. It just okay. Seems like it'd be a great thing for a homeowner because who wants to do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody. Absolutely. Wants. Yep. Okay. Um. So it's uh. Okay, air exchangers, you need to maintain those. And air exchangers are going to have an intake and an exhaust at the outside. It looks identical to the combustion air intake. If you've got an air exchanger, then you surely have a combustion air intake. So it's going to be two registers right next to each other. They look identical. The one that's really dirty is the one that has powered air intake. That connects to your air exchanger. But bottom line is get up in there, clean it. It doesn't take much. You can get a wet-dry vacuum with a bristle bristle nozzle on the end, stick it up in there, vacuum all the dust out, you're done. You're good. I know what I'm doing. When I get home today. I didn't do that. <laughs> good man. And uh, this is a good time of year because yeah. wasps love to make nests up inside there, oh, yeah. and they won't bother you this time of year. Boy, it's another reason to own a condo. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yes, absolutely. I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> um, be sure you check your clothes dryer exhaust. That thing's going to build up with lint. Mm-hmm. Once it gets really bad, the damper gets stuck open. And then you can get critters coming in, mm-hmm. and you got a fire hazard and all this other bad stuff. So check your clothes dryer exhaust while you're doing this. And then, of course, check your kitchen and bathroom exhaust terminals as well. Hopefully you know where all these things are. And if you're not sure, go inside your house, turn on all the fans, the kitchen fan, bath fans, clothes dryer, turn all that stuff on, and then go outside and figure out where air is coming out. And it doesn't take that long to figure it out. The one place you won't be able to, to determine is on the roof. Um, if you're not comfortable getting on your roof, 
uh, don't do it. Hire somebody else to come out and do it, and then maybe have them check it annually, every two years, whatever it takes. And just go up, like, with the shop vac on that then, Ruben, and clean that as well? That's or? right. Okay. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Uh, so that's that's the air coming out of the house. And then the next would be the roof. Um, we talked ad nauseum about gutters, but this is really important. Yeah. You, you need to make sure that you have clean gutters. If, uh, if you don't like getting up on your roof and cleaning them out, for goodness sakes, hire somebody like Jeff to put in a gutter helmet system where you're not going to have to get up there and clean them all the time. I'm a huge fan of the products you sell. I mean, I, I tell clients about this all the time. If you don't like cleaning them, get a good system. Don't buy those cheap ones at oh, those are a nightmare. You know, home improvement yeah. the cheap stores. Ones are just an absolute nightmare. It's affording Charles the ability to go hunting this weekend because he doesn't have to clean his gutters because he's got gutter helmet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, check your roof for bird's nests. They like to make nests in these old style of roof vents. That blocks airflow. Uh, it's a nice time to check it uh-huh. right now. And then, let's see here. We, are, we already talked about your discharge on your drains. Make sure that your downspouts and your gutters have big, long extensions going into the yard. But also think about where does your sump pump discharge mm-hmm. to? That's a big one. If you've got one of those corrugated hoses running way out into the yard because you're being a diligent homeowner, you don't want it dumping next to the house, just think about what's going to happen in the winter. And uh, my own little story on that one is I, I came down in my basement one morning and I heard this humming noise. Didn't think much of it. About an hour later, I went to go investigate. Well, it's my sump pump running continuously. It had probably been going all night yeah. and it was trying to discharge water to a completely frozen corrugated discharge hose at the outside of the house. It had just filled with water. Water's going nowhere. I could have burned out my pump. But thankfully, I, I realized it, and I went out there, and I disconnected it. Now, every time I do a home inspection, I find those corrugated tubes. I say, remember, in the wintertime, you need to disconnect this. You don't do that. You can have a big old mess in your basement. Yeah, and a lot of people's pumps do run in the winter because there's, you know, it's the ground's not frozen yet or whatever. And when that water comes out in the winter, it's not as big a deal because it's usually not going to saturate and come back in. So pumping it out right outside the house is okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, it, there's, I, I've got blog posts discussing this exact topic and giving some nice, nice options where you can have underground drains. But uh, it, whatever you do, don't leave a corrugated hose in the winter. Yeah. Do something with that. Uh, I'm, gosh, I feel like I'm dominating the whole You know what? We're coming up How on a we break. Doing? We're, right, we're right at uh, the bottom of the hour here. Uh, you're listening to the Home Improvement Hour. We're going to take a break here. We'll be right back. Okay, that's some intense uh, bumper music there. Um, you are listening to the All Around Home Improvement Hour. We've got Jeff Mankey of Gutter Helmet, Ruben Saltzman of Structure Tech Home Inspections. My name is Mike Hilborn of Roof to Deck. Um, call in at 800-854-1978, 800-854-1978. Um, Ruben, you were talking and giving us some great, great tips and a lot of work to uh, get our homes ready for winter. There's a lot to do. There is. And, uh, gosh, I got a lot more on here, but we haven't even talked about you at all, Mike. I want to hear more about your business. I mean, we were talking before the show. You put in Christmas lights. You guys do it professionally. Right. I got to hear more about this because I, I I think it's fantastic. My neighbor is super gung-ho on doing Christmas decorations, and he talked me into going in on a boom lift with him, and, and we decorated our houses this year. We got it done early before it was all nasty. 
So what did what did he use the boom lift for? To to put up the roof line or to tree? Yeah, or? yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, we did it. He did his house, then I did my house. We got it from you know Highway fifty five rental or something. But it was a ridiculous amount of money, and it was a lot of work. And afterwards, I was thinking. You know, we probably could have hired somebody for something close to what it costs to do all this. I, I'd, I'd love to hear more about how you guys do that. Okay, so um, just a little background on Roof to Deck in general. We've been around since 1995, so 22 years. And um, we're, I call ourselves a calendar-driven company. So April through October, we power wash and stain wood decks and fences. And we're even doing that now, and we'll probably still do that for another couple of weeks until the weather totally uh, changes. So um, we do that, and then we do Christmas lighting, so the end of October through November, and then a couple days in December. And what the benefit is, is that um, it extends our season a solid month, which is important, but even more so, it gives us work to do January, February, and March to take the lights down. Oh, of course. Right. Sure. So, you know, we have a bunch of really great guys that um, I'd like to keep employed. We've got all this equipment, materials, and infrastructure. And so that was really kind of what drove us to it. Um, And what's really fun about it is that, my staff loves to do it. So, you know, toward the end of the season, you do anything long enough. I mean, mm-hmm. and, uh, Jeff, you know what I'm talking about. Your guys are ready for a change. It's like you kind of, okay, I've, I've washed a bunch of decks. I just want to do something different. So hanging Christmas lights is really fun. And it's Christmas lights, right? How can it be, not be fun? And what's really kind of interesting about it is that, do you know what kind of people actually put Christmas lights on their house? People who love Christmas. Yeah. Nice people, yeah. <laughs> fun people. Yeah. So, so you're working with just really, really fun people, yeah. and they're into the season and the spirit of things, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you get some fantastic stories. Um, like there's two that I, I just love, and you know, actually goosebumps is, is normally when I tell them. But there's this one tree that we do on Summit Avenue that's just gigantic, and we do it every year, and it is unbelievable. And the story was the uh, the homeowner told me that this this woman came to their house, but she would park. Uh, on Summit Avenue, and she would look at this tree um, after a chemo treatment. And she actually went into remission, so she walked up to the house, and she just wanted to say, I I just can't tell you how appreciative I am that you lit up your tree because it really helped me a lot while I was going through this, and I just want to say thank you. Wow. Oh, that's pretty cool. Unbelievable, right. And then two years ago, we did this one house where the, um, the lady, the mother, had had a stroke, and so she couldn't even talk. And the family and you know, the family really wanted to do something amazing. And this was a house out in Afton. And so they, they kind of planned it out where they were going to take the mom away and go to, you know, shopping and, and do some different things. Um, and then it had to be done by like 4.30 when she came, she came back. So we put a, you know, a good staff on it and re- they really did it up. I mean, it was trees and roof lines and everything. And when she came back and, you know, it gets dark so early and the lights went on, it was the first time in like two and a half years that she added actually made an audible sound. She was just and tears came to her eyes. Wow. And it was just to have that kind of impact. I mean, how yeah. fun is that to be able exactly. to do something that lasts for really it's five weeks, you know, it's the end of October through December, and you get to create these memories mm-hmm. that families are gonna enjoy for a lifetime. And it is just the most rewarding thing. That, wow. that my guys get to experience. And every install is probably different, too, because of whatever the people want. Yeah, yeah. So how does that process work, Mike? Do they call the you, or thing, yeah. uh, how do you set up an appointment, or how does it work once yeah, you like get out there? a catalog of which one would you like? Well, okay, so it, everything's kind of custom, and, you know, it's, it's not like you have an unlimited number of choices. I mean, it's Christmas lights. Yeah. But um, people call, and then I go out on every one of these appointments, and it's, it's fun for me, too. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, I, I find out what 
the customer wants. I mean, some people really, I want a wonderful roof line, or some people, you know, I, I just really want to do my trees or what have you. And then find out what their colors are, what their favorite color is, and, and what they want, and maybe the reason why they're doing it. And then, so we put it, you know, just it's all measurements, you know, it's measurements, and lights equals price. I always tell people that. And then they go from there. And then what what this, the service provides is that we install the lights, we provide them, so you're renting them from us or leasing them, however you want to look at it. So next year, if you want to do something different, change it up. This year, you want to do warm white. Next year, you want to do multicolor. Great. You don't own them. And the, the lights don't have any value anyway. So I always try to, look, you don't even want to own the lights. Yeah. It's, you know, you, it's all the labor, right? And they, right. And they get yeah. chewed up and, and they break and all this sort of thing. It's just, it's not worth the hassle of that. So we provide the lights. We install the lights. We maintain the lights, which is a big deal because it's Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. Things trip and squirrels will chew something. We'll come out and fix it. And, you know, we're like out, you know, like the next day. If you call us at five o'clock tonight, we'll be out the next day. Um, then we take them down and then, of course, we store them. And, and it's just, uh, it's just easy and it's, it's, it's going to be beautiful. And you can see our pictures on our website. We're at roof to deck dot or roof to deck decoration.com. We've got a gallery on there. Okay. And I always tell people too, it's like, don't worry about, I mean, some people just like, they would just want it. I want five trees and I want my roof line and I want a big wreath and garland and all that stuff. And it's fabulous. But if your budget allows you to do one tree, great. One tree done well is just amazing, and it's just super fun. Now, how do you do the tree? Do you do you go along the branches, or you do wrap it around the outside? I see them both done, and I'm like, what, which is which way do pros do it? Okay, so there is what's really interesting about it is that there is a way to prep the lights before you get to the tree. So, you know, you don't just want to bring out this strand of lights. You can think of that, right? Twenty five feet long. And it's all yeah, that, just that's this, what I do. this bunch. It's a big ball. Well, yeah. it's it's a ball, but if it falls, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. So what you do is you 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 extend the lights out completely. You take the tags off. I can't stand it when I see people leave tags yeah. on their trees. It just bothers me. <laughs> so we take we want it to look nice, um, and then we wrap that that strand. You kind of wrap it around your finger three times, and you turn it into a baseball. And then that baseball is just really easy to work with because you're not dealing with this long strand. So, oh, sure. And to store them that way, that's how you keep them from getting tangled Hang up. Hang on, I'm writing okay. this down. Yeah. This is, this is right. gold. I, I can tell everybody. <laughs> um, anyway, so to answer your question, though, there's two options, more or less. We, we, we like wrapping the trunks, and the trunks are pretty simple. And, and the trick there, too, is the width of your fist, you want the lights to be no closer or no further apart than the width of your fist. If it's closer than that, you're throwing away money. And if it's wider than that, it looks cheap. Um, mm. So you wrap around the trunk, and then and then you can keep going around the branches if you want to. Okay, time-consuming. Time equals money. Um, or what we do is we can swag them. So you just basically dance the lights around the outside of the tree. They, the, wrapping it is just unbelievable. Uh, swagging it is fantastic. So either way, you you can't lose. This is fantastic. I love it. So do you contact them in the spring, then come take them down, or they call you, or how does that work, or do you just have a scheduled time you, where you go out? You know, it's 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 fascinating, too. Cause so um, uh, a friend of mine does Chicago. And in Chicago, and everything's culture, right? And in Chicago, everybody wants them down within weeks after New Year's. Um, so they have to get them all down by the end of January. In Minnesota, I love this. Um, some people want them down in January. A lot more people want them down in February. Some people want them down in March. It's like we live, it's so dark, just yeah. leave them on, you know, yeah. and we don't care. So keep them up as long as you want, and then we'll take them down in March when when it's uh, appropriate to you. Um, this one house that we do, um, she really likes lights. And um, so she has us do a Christmas theme. But while we're installing a Christmas theme, we are also installing a uh, Valentine's Day theme at the same time. 
and then they're on two different plugs. So when Christmas is over, like right after New Year's, um, and right, well, you know, probably mid-January, we kind of unplug that set, and then we plug in the other set. So they're all installed at the same time, and then all of a sudden she's got a Valentine's theme, which allows her to keep those on through February without feeling like she's uh, keeping them up too long. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Fun stuff. So then when you guys are done doing the Christmas lights, that's kind of when you start getting into ice damp season. I mean, that's really when we start getting a lot of snow is mid-December, right. January. And yep. You come out and you do ice dam removal. Right. And I love the you guys steam stuff because, I mean, I've, I've, I've written about this a lot on my blog, discussing all these different ways of getting rid of ice dams, you know, hatchets and, and salt and all this other jazz out there. And I conclude it all with... But the only thing you should ever do is hire a professional to steam the ice dams off. So I'm really glad to hear that's how you do it. Right. So we have 35 ice steaming machines. Are you kidding me? I think. I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure that we're the largest in the country. So, um, And we will go anywhere in the United States to do that. So two years ago, in 2015, if you guys remember, Boston got hit with more snow than you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, from Minnesota, we know what snow is. We had over 50 guys out in Boston melting ice off. And to talk about what you just mentioned, people, when they found out, when people from Boston found out that we were there, yeah, it was like, you're from Minnesota, right? We want you to do our <laughs> they, they know we <laughs> they, the we've seen it all. We're the land of ice, you know, yeah. and they literally believe that the ice is on our lakes year round. They don't really believe that, <laughs> that, that it's ever summer. So they, they know that we know what we're doing. And the, 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 some of the things I saw out there, there was, now picture this, there was a guy, and this was a contractor. Now, this wasn't the homeowner. Yeah. There was a contractor standing on the edge of his 412 pitch, so not steep, granted, and there was this big sheet of ice kind of extending the whole length of this guy's roof. And he's up there with a full-on sledgehammer. Oh, I mean, full-on, oh, not I like a little... I completely believe it. And no. whacking this thing to break up the ice on this guy's roof. I mean, A, remember, you know, you can only possibly imagine the damage. Yeah. yeah. And then B, how can you not, at some point, misstep and go off that roof? Yeah. You know? It's so, dangerous, and, and that's why you want to have surely, a professional come out and take care of these things. It's not worth dying over. Yeah, you're definitely going to have repairs come yeah. spring. You know, this is the one thing that I can really probably say that it's really hard to do on your own unless you're willing to buy a ten thousand dollar ice yeah. machine. Yes, you know, something like yep. that. Oh, I see gutters sometimes just destroyed. We're going out, you know, to do a walk around. And it's like, well, what happened there? Uh, hammering off ice dams. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a couple more minutes. No, oh, we're right there. We're at break time. All right. Good. Thanks, Ruben. All right, you're listening to the Hall Around Home Improvement Hour. Um, we'll be right back after this break. Well, it's all right. Riding around in the breeze. Well, it's all right. If you live the life you all right, we're back. It's, uh, it's the All Around Home Improvement Hour. We've got Jeff Mankey of Gutter Helmet, Ruben Salzman of Structure Tech Home Inspections, and my name is Mike Hilborn with Roof to Deck, and we have Ryan O'Neill on here. So let's grab him. Hi, Ryan. Hey, guys. Great show so far. You're doing a, you're doing a wonderful job. Oh, in for Charles. Oh, your, your check is in the mail. Polish powerhouse. In fact, I think they need to have you on more often. I, I think their jobs are in trouble, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. It's their show. You are the best, Ryan. You are Hilarious. The best. Hilarious. Well, guys, I appreciate the time. Just a quick real estate update. Uh, obviously, a lot going on here in the Twin Cities real estate market. Interest rates still low. Uh, we're seeing uh, still a good demand for housing. I would say 350000 and under 
all throughout the Twin Cities area. As you get a little bit more expensive, um, we're seeing some new construction pressure um, that's causing existing homeowners to not see as much equity, not see as much uh, growth in the value of their homes as maybe they were hoping. But what our team does, we're, we're the Minnesota real estate team. We're a group of uh, over a 100 real estate agents across the Twin Cities area. We work with buyers, sellers, investors, uh, commercial real estate, um, really anything and everything real estate related. We're here to help the listeners. Our approach is really about providing information to consumers to help them make a good decision on what they're looking to do, whether it's buy or sell now, six months from now, a year from now, whatever it might be. But um, it's a pleasure uh, to always be with you guys. And for anybody that uh, that really has any questions at all, mnrealestateshow.com is where you can find us. I'm a licensed agent with Remax Advantage Plus. Uh, again, it's mnrealestateshow.com. And um, again, we're we're here to help any of the listeners, however we can. Hey Ryan, is is now a, a, like a a good time to look for a home? I mean, I know it's really busy in the spring, right? Is there a benefit to looking now? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's um, interestingly enough in Minnesota. I mean, a lot of people would think that the market kind of dies in the fall and in winter, and for a lot of reasons, people are still looking to move. That there's less there's less demand, obviously, than the middle of summer or the beginning of spring. So oftentimes for buyers, there is, you know, less competition, um, you know, now versus then. We also know now what the interest rates are. I mean, I think a lot of people that have been looking the last year or few years just kind of expect uh, rates to be where they're at. And obviously for those of us that maybe have been doing this for a while, I mean, interest rates can change. No one knows for sure. And so you know kind of the cost of housing right now and the cost of money. And so, um, you know, I think the biggest key is just kind of timing for you, for you, your family, when you're looking to move, and also sort of the opportunity of cost of renting. And, you know, being a longtime landlord myself, I mean, you see a lot of, there's just a massive rental demand across the Twin Cities. So that causes, um, you know, people to say, geez, maybe we need to look at uh, owning instead. And um, that's been, you know, what's driving a lot of the local market here as well. A lot of people looking to uh, to get into first-time home, home ownership um, and that type of thing. All right. Very cool. Well, Ryan, thanks, nice for, job, being, guys. thanks nice for being on the show again. Good to hear from you, Ryan. Take care, Ryan. Yeah, great job, guys. Have a nice weekend. You too. You too. All right. Ryan O'Neill. I love that guy. Excellent. Yeah. Always good information. Yeah. No kidding. Um, Ruben, let's jump back into what, is there anything else you want to add as far as what people should be doing i've got a few more things to add to our fall maintenance list i'm glad we got time to go over a few more of these one of them is for the air conditioner everybody gets this i shouldn't say everybody some people get the idea that they need to cover their air conditioner in the winter time they get these big tarps and they seal it all up let me tell you you don't need to do this your air conditioner believe it or not it's designed to be installed outdoors and it will hold up to all these elements. You don't need to do anything. If you get a lot of leaves coming down, take a piece of plywood and put it on top and maybe put a rock on top of that to keep it secure. That's all you need to do. What about one of those that, like, hang outside the, the house? You know, it's not like one of those 
You know, it's not the, the big condenser oh, thing. Oh, the, the air conditioner that mounts on your wall? Yeah, yeah. So I've got, I've got a cabin, and it's like it's not on a window either. It's like literally mounted into the wall. Sure. So I sure. cover that because I feel that that's air will That's a totally blow different through. story. Yep, okay, yep. okay. God bless. Go ahead and cover do that. that. Yep, that's okay. just fine. Uh, for the AC, that's really about all you need to do. Uh, if you have any, well... No, we'll skip over this. <laughs> We've got limited time. For smoke alarms and carbon monoxide alarms, make sure that you have them installed. This is a good time to think about that. The current standard for safety is to have carbon monoxide alarms installed within 10 feet of every sleeping room. So if you got one hallway where all the main bedrooms are on, uh, make sure you have a CO alarm there. It doesn't matter if it's installed on the ceiling, near the floor. It just needs to be somewhere within 10 feet. And then for smoke alarms, the current standard for safety is a smoke alarm in a common area on every level and a smoke alarm inside of every bedroom. And in a perfect world, they're all going to be hardwired and interconnected together. If you've got an older home, you don't have that option. At least have the battery-operated units. If you really want to have the highest level of safety, you can spend a little bit more money on your battery units and get them wirelessly interconnected. So if one smoke alarm in the basement goes off, they're all going to go off at the same time. Mm -hmm. You can buy units to do that. But the important thing is... Make sure they're working, press the task button, replace the batteries, make sure you have them installed. And is that a once-a-year thing, did you say, to change the batteries in there, or often? You know, it, the generic answer would be yes, check it okay. once a year. Okay. If you have if you have smoke alarms that have sealed lithium-ion batteries, those batteries are good for 10 years, and you never have to do anything oh, wow. with it. Okay. I've seen those. So all you do is just test it. But Tip, most of them, it's typically it's a nine volt, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Most of them take a nine volt, right. exactly. Uh, for your furnace or boiler, I do recommend having annual tune-ups done. Uh, one of the sponsors of the show, High Road Heating and High Road Heating and Air, mm -hmm. they do those, and I, I've got a blog post on that exact topic saying, is it really necessary to have an annual inspection done or an, an annual tune-up done on your furnace? And the answer is yes. It, and I have I lay it out there. I'm not going to get into that detail here, but there really is a lot of value in having an annual tune-up done on your furnace. This is a good time to do it. Another great tip for you is check the batteries in your thermostat. A lot of the therm some thermostats don't have batteries. A lot of them do. And for most thermostats, if the batteries completely die, your furnace will not turn on once the batteries are dead. So if you go out of town for a week. Um, you could come back home to a winter wonderland if you've got dead batteries in your thermostat. So be proactive and change the batteries once a year. That's that's a really smart thing to do. Hey, can we jump back on that furnace inspection thing? Yeah. Okay, so the heat exchanger, right? That's the thing that cracks. Yeah. Okay, and, yep. and that can lead to carbon monoxide and, it sure and can. kill you. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. The heat exchanger, think of that like the engine. And if you got a crack there, then, then the exhaust gas, the stuff that's supposed to leave, can mix with the household air. So during that furnace inspection, what is that technician looking for? Every company is going to have their own list of uh, things that they look at. I mean, you can have companies who will do some really basic things, like they'll check the exhaust gas for the right level of CO and not much else. You'll have other companies who have like a 50-point a checklist. But in general, they should be looking for... They should be testing for high carbon monoxide. They should be looking at the furnace filter, checking the blower fan, checking for cracks in the heat exchanger, checking the venting safety. Those are all some really basic things. But I, I've got probably a nice 30 to 40-point checklist listed on my website for all the stuff that should be gone over. Do you think any that there are homeowners that sometimes worry that if they call and have a home, uh, furnace inspection that they feel like what the guy's going to do is 
sell them a furnace? Oh, I hear that from a lot of people, and I've even heard a lot of stories from people where they had a heating contractor come in and said, and you know what? I even had it happen to me. Okay. I had somebody come out to look at my air conditioner, and the guy told me, this thing ain't working. I'm sorry. You need mm-hmm. a new AC. There was nothing wrong with my AC. It was working just See, fine. that's my fear. Is oh, you, you... It, it absolutely happens, and that's why it's so important to work with companies that you know and you trust. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, and, and, I mean, one of them would be the sponsor of this show. I wrote Paul I've known Charles, those guys for a yeah, long time. Uh, Charles and, and Nick, Polish Powerhouse, those guys are awesome. I mean, and honest as anybody I know. Because yeah, you need to talk to, I mean, how do you, because everybody seems, the con men that are the best are the yeah. ones that are the, the, that are the best at doing it. You know, so you need to talk to somebody that can tell you that, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. I think if they go to allaround.com, they should be able to find all the sources. So. Yep. Hey guys, time, we made huh? it through. All we right, made it through. Fantastic, the whole thing. guys. Congratulations. All right, so we've got 20 seconds. Can everybody give their uh, phone number and website one more time? I'll just give the website structuretech1.com. Mine is gutterhelmetmn.com. Okay, and mine is rooftodeck.com. Or if you're looking for Christmas lights, it's rooftodeckdecoration.com. This is the Home Improvement Hour. Thanks for joining us. Have a Nailed good weekend. It.